Fat bottom girls, they make the rock and world go round. Is that Frank Zappa? <laughs> no, it's Queen. Oh. Isn't that shocking? It is a little shocking I on know. account of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> on account of he liked dick. <laughs> <laughs> on account of I don't think he was into those fat bottom girls. Maybe he's like, I just like butts, you know? Right. I can appreciate a good butt on a girl. I know someone else who likes big butts. Yeah? They cannot lie. Hmm. Is his name Cisco or is that the thong song? Who sings that I think that that's one? the thong song. Yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. God damn! When it comes to trivia, I will never be able to answer anything related to like what band sings it and what's the name of the song. Oh my God, me either. <laughs> I don't know why that felt so fake. It was very you know, genuine. You know, like yeah. when somebody's like, my birthday's in September, and you're like, oh, my God, oh my let's God. be friends. That's so exciting. <laughs> no, I genuinely can't either anytime because I, I blame it on CDs back in the day. And yeah. You didn't have the fucking thing on your dash no. that said what song it was no. or whatever. It was just like, I don't know, man. It's like the fourth one in. Uh-huh. <laughs> Especially when they're burned mm-hmm. and somebody else burned it for you. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't realize I was such a fucking... My Chemical Romance fan. <laughs> nah, I knew that one. That one was a choice. That one was a choice. Yellow card. Who's the one? Is it Hawthorne Heights? Oh, yeah. They're pretty good, too. Are they the one? Who sings uh, Cute Without the E? Your uh, lipstick is gallo. Don't bother, Angel. I know exactly what goes on. I thought Dunna. Cute Without the E Dunna. was the name of the band. <laughs> oh, no. Is it not? No, it's the name of the song. But I probably would have thought that also. We can solve this. What if it is? What if I'm wrong? Which is, you know, not unheard, <laughs> unheard of. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I said it like that. But I just said it so confidently like no. Uh, taking Back Sunday. There we go. You right. You right. You, there we go. Taking Back Sunday. Didn't realize I was such a Taking Back Sunday fan. Yeah, you know. Um, I was on a burn CD and I was just like, fucking love this song. This, is, this shit's great. <laughs> don't bother trying to explain, Angel. I know exactly. My mic is making a lot of weird fucking noises. What? goes on when you're on and how about um outside of your window why don't we just do that for the whole episode like okay. we'll just sing songs that sounds way easier than what i've already prepared for <laughs> <laughs> me too mm-hmm. anyway you want to give me your goddamn hell yeah i do i'm super excited so life has been fucking pure chaos and craziness, and it, it will continue to be that way. And I ha- keep forgetting to do self-care. But one of our friends, she just started a press-on-nail business, which, okay, first of all, I didn't know that this was a thing mm-hmm. that you can, like, well, I did know of press-on nails from, like, when I was little. I the used 90s. to buy them. Yeah. I used to buy them from the ice cream truck all the time. Oh, really? Is that weird? I mean, a little bit. I used to buy them from, like, a liquor store. Is that weird? Same thing. And the ice cream truck is just a liquor store on wheels. (laughs) It really is. Like an ice cream truck is just missing the liquor. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But it has everything else. Okay, so our friend started this business. It's called Bold and Brushed. Bold and Brushed. Bold and Brushed. It's called Bold and Brushed. I totally know this. But it's like a press on nail business and she paints them and they're so pretty and they're so cool and I'm so excited. So fucking cute. She, I didn't realize she was so talented. Dude, but I'm same. so fucking excited to try these because I'm not like you. Like, mm-hmm. it's really hard for me to commit to these acrylic nails because every time I get them done, I'm always like, fuck this shit. And I rip them off and then I'm like, I'm never doing that again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we are going to a family reunion kind of thing next week. And she's making me some that are fucking adorable. Mm-hmm. They have little pumpkin pies on them and oh. little turkey drumsticks. And I'm so excited to I'm look cute. like I'm like, I got my shit together and like I'm a cute girly girl. Yeah. And then I can just like pop them off after Thanksgiving. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank God that phase is over. (laughs) And I'm so hoping that I actually really like them and then I can get like different ones and I can have fun nails like you. Yay! I'm so happy. She just made me some too. I have to pop these bad boys off. Are you going to do it on your own? Pop them off? Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to wait a little bit until they get a little looser. This is like the longest that they've ever fucking stayed on. Of course, because you don't like them. <laughs> right? Because the lady did a terrible job at like the paint part. Yeah. And so it all fucked up and like mushed off and all that kind of shit. Apparently, she really got them on there, though. Because oh, they've lasted so long. I had to file them down and like repaint them because I was like, I can't. 
I can't still have Halloween nails, guys. No, you gotta change them. Yeah. Well, she made you some like apple pie ones, and they're so fucking cute. She made me apple pie ones are so fun. Well, I think it's cherry pie because it's red. Oh. I thought about that later. Oh. But oh. oh. Still so fucking cute. Okay, wait, but I don't know what she does because you've ordered them from her before, mm-hmm. and this is my first time ordering them. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what she does because yours looks like it's not just paint on there. Is it just paint? Like the apple pie part? Yeah. It's just paint? Yeah, she's just really fucking good. She is so good. You guys, go check her out. I mean, she's just starting out, so, you know, you should go give her some love. Bold and brushed. Hell yeah. She's on uh, everything. I don't know. I think it's an Etsy shop. I'm really not selling it. I'm not here to sell it. I'm just literally so excited, and obviously (laughs) I want to support my friend. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, it is an Etsy shop, and they're pretty cheap on there. Uh, And she gives you literally everything you need? Yeah. Like all the fucking Shit, the packaging is so cute too. I, have I know it in there. Um, she brought me like a whole sizing kit and everything, yeah. and it was like all. But she should have been a fucking. She was a teacher, huh? She was. A I was teacher. gonna say she should have been a fucking teacher because she's got everything all organized and so cute. Anyway, know, right? you guys, if you want to try press on nails, go try bold and brushed. I hope you like them. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'll let you guys know. Anyway, girl's gonna get her nails did, and I have to go nowhere, and I'm practicing some self love. Hell yeah, I love that journey for you. Do you think I should bring sage with me and just like burn it all over the cabin? I mean, just in case. You never know. It's probably not a bad idea. Gotta let them demons out. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Open up a window. Mm-hmm. Shoo, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. What if, like, the man that owned the cabin way back in the day and died in there was just like, he's just living his best life in there. You know, his best mm-hmm. afterlife in there. Yeah. And then you sage him out. Oh, man, that'd be so unfortunate. I don't want to do that. Maybe I should be like, if you live here, you could stay. Okay. Unless you're mean. Then get the fuck out. Yeah. This is my place now, bitch. Yeah. Herbert. Herbert. I don't know. Herb. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyway, you want to hear my goddamn? Obviously I do. So, today, Uh I text you. I would stab someone for some Taco Bell. Yeah, and I replied, that is so unnecessary. Nobody has to get harmed. Just go get Taco Bell. Yeah, and I was like, great idea. But I just need you to know the severity that I really fucking wanted Taco Bell. Like, there was nothing in my life that was more important at fucking one o'clock today than fucking Taco Bell. I just want to talk. I understand it. I'm not, this is not sponsored, but it should be. (laughs) We're just like, you know, Doritos Tacos, please. Anyway, if you haven't heard of them, go check them out. <laughs> but uh, I wanted it so fucking bad, and I was like, I'm going to do it. And I fucking ordered that shit online. Like, I set it oh. all up online. So oh. That, listen, I'm not trying to deal with people. Listen, okay? Taco Bell takes two fucking seconds. No. you Like, were you going to Uber Eats it to you? No, I was just going to go pick it up, and I didn't. Well, because, okay, listen, I was going to get the cravings box, but then I didn't want to have to, like, think about the things that I, and remember the things that I wanted in it. So I was like, I'm just going to put this box together online, and then I'll send it to the store, and they'll be like, yeah, here it is. And then I can just walk in, don't have to talk to anybody. I'll be like, that's my shit. Go, right? Wow. Okay, that feels like more work to me. I don't know why. Uh, It might be more steps. Yeah. But to me, it's... Seated. seated. Yeah. You don't have to go anywhere. Done. Okay. I guess you do have to go somewhere. Still do have to go somewhere. But I don't have to talk to as many people. And I don't have to be like, I don't know, is that the one that looks like this? Got pictures. I want that picture. Gotcha. Right? Gotcha. Uh Uh-huh. Fucking ready. I was Mm -hmm. all for it. And then get to the Taco Bell. Uh Uh-oh. And I pull up. Was it the wrong one? No, it wasn't. There was a van parked in front of the door with its doors open. And I was like, that's suspicious. Yeah. Doesn't deter me. There's fucking tacos inside that building. Oh, no. Okay. I'm going. I'm yeah. going in, right? And I... Was there a heist happening at the Taco Bell? <laughs> it was possible. I was blinded <laughs> by tacos. Uh-huh. I was like, doesn't matter. Let's go. Yeah. So I walk in confidently and then stop immediately and look around because the Taco Bell is no longer a Taco Bell. It does not exist inside. What the, the fuck? The entire inside has been gutted and they were like constructioning it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you just walked in. <laughs> I did. You're like, I belong here, motherfucker. It's and like your worst nightmare. Looked at me. <laughs> the guy looked at me and he went, We're not open, sweetheart. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> oh my god and the next closest Taco Bell was so far away in the opposite direction from my work like I came this way and then I'd have to go back the other way so then I had to settle for fucking Jack in the Box and wait a minute so wait a full. minute is this the Taco Bell that like I would go to or did you go to a totally different one a uh, different one why would you go to that one? That seems so far away. I don't know where it's at. Because there's no... I don't know where it's at. <laughs> it just seems like this one would be so much closer. Um, my it's world. just the opposite way. Like, you're here. My work is here. That uh-huh. Taco Bell is here. This Taco Bell is here. Like, oh. it's just oh, 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 the opposite oh. way. You really scared me that my Taco Bell had closed. No, your Taco Bell's fucking fine. Okay, well, you had an option. To obviously, go to the other Taco Bell? Yeah, obviously it wasn't that bad of a craving. 
don't stab me. <laughs> oh, sorry. That <laughs> oh, was God. Your eye, like, twitched. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> All I wanted was some Doritos Locos fucking tacos. Is it over now? Yeah, it's over. I'm full now. Oh. I ate Jack in the Box, which is never good, but you're no, like, I'll do it. Yeah. Spice oh, man, that so sucks. Yeah. Yeah. You should have texted me. I would have Uber Eats some shit to you. Like, Not what is that, a $2 it. taco and you pay $8 for it? I would have done that. <laughs> right? I understand how important that Doritos Locos Tacos is. Oh, it was so important Shit's at the my time. Jam. Yeah. And I had told Brandon, too. I was, like, on the phone with him. I was like, okay, well, I got to go because, like, I'm— Busy. Yeah. <laughs> I have to yeah. go get lunch. I have to figure out what's going to go in my cravings box. <laughs> Literally, I was like determined. <sighs> anyway, this got wildly off topic again. Yep. Per I'm usual. so sorry that you didn't get your Taco Bell. I am too. You I'm know, actually shocked. And the guy called me sweetheart. And that's I, even worse. You know, I was just like, I don't fuck off. There's nothing sweet about me, There's, bitch. I will stab a motherfucker. Why did right it now? let you place an order online? I don't know. It didn't let me pay for it. It was just like, yeah, pick it up at the store and you'll mm. pay for it there. And I was like, cool. Mm, and I then I walked that. in with confidence. Yeah, that's my favorite part. It's like your worst nightmare. That's <laughs> like, literally oh. why you did this thing. A hundred percent. Like didn't I have to want talk to anyone. the fucking world to think I have my shit together and I've done everything before and I know how to do all these things and so I research it beforehand like it's cool I'm just gonna do this here I'm gonna walk in everything's gonna be great I'm gonna have my order ready I'm like I, I ordered already online mm, and for like, Aaron. cool no problem yeah no none of that mm-hmm. happened none of that happened I just walked in and got called sweetheart by an old man mm, man okay let's get into it let's get into it into it, it, it what it, is it, it? It's it. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. It was good. Okay, so this week is my episode, and I've got a fucking doozy for you. A doozy, she uh, says. Yeah, I wish I could come up with a different name, but I can't because I'm not that clever or creative, so doozy is what you get. I mean, I like doozy. Yeah, good. They're usually doozies. You... Could you imagine dying? No. And then, <laughs> first, no, right <laughs> off the bat, and yeah. then someone does a podcast on you, and they're like, I've got a doozy. Oh, man. We do it every time. But yeah, I was gonna say I hope so, but then no, I don't. I don't. No, want that I really to don't. Yeah. I hope I die not eventfully, uneventfully. Oh yeah, I hope it's so boring, mm-hmm. and I'm like three hundred eighty-two years old. Oh, at least. Okay, so this week, uh, this case is like terrible. Like I trigger yeah. warnings. Yes, yeah, so many trigger warnings. It's really awful. I tried to not be as descriptive on things that I find very disturbing. Mm-hmm. But I appreciate I find, that. Yeah, but I find that I, you know, I still am not very great at it. And then I'll be like, and then this. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, why did I write that? And then I tell you. Where you'll you'll be like, and then this happened. And I'll be like, but how? And you're like, well, I wasn't going to tell you. <laughs> but since you asked, <laughs> with a spoon. Yeah, exactly. He ate his brains with a spoon. For reals now. I'm going to tell you about Michael Ryan. Michael Ryan? Michael R- 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 Ryan. That's two first name have a motherfucker. I know. Never trust a two first name have a motherfucker. I don't know what his middle name was, but I bet it was another first name. Michael Ryan. Michael Ryan was born in 1948, and not much is known about his childhood, so I'm basically going to be jumping right on into it, and okay. we're going to kind of breeze right through that, all right? Let's do it. By the way, I don't know where his childhood took place or, like, where he grew up, but the main part of the story is going to happen in Rulo, Nebraska. Rulo? Rulo, and it's going to be like the 1980s. Okay. All right? In Nebraska. In them corn-fed fields of Nebraska. Okay, <laughs> so here we are. Uh, we don't know much about Michael Ryan's childhood, but in high school he dropped out, and he earned a living doing manual jobs, laborious jobs. Okay, he was a laborer. Yeah. Okay. At some point he ends up getting married, and he has children, and he eventually gets a full-time position as a truck driver to help support his family. Nice. That's mm-hmm. a good job. Mm-hmm. Great job. But he got a back injury, mm. and it made him unable to drive trucks or probably sit for long periods of time. Yeah. And I think truck drivers have a lot of back problems, too. I think so, too. And so he had to quit. Okay. Now, after his injury, he started to smoke the marijuana cigarettes. <gasps> Gateway. <laughs> and he started doing some soul searching, as we all do when we're high as fuck. And okay. we're like, what is this life? And TikTok didn't exist then, so oh, he had to do that guy. soul searching, like, outside? Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, and it wasn't good. He didn't take it in a good direction. Just Uh-oh. spoiler alert. Uh-oh. So, um, through his soul searching, he found this man by the name of James Wickstrom. I don't know if you know him. Nope. 
But he seemed like in all the articles, everybody was like, oh, yeah, old James. Like everybody fucking knows who the fuck this guy is. I'm but from Nebraska in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, this guy was a dick, just oh. for the record. So he was a terrible guy. He basically was a white supremacist Ooh. who preached anti-Semitism. I mean, anti what? Anti-Semitism. There you go. It's <laughs> like anti-Semitism. Is that like semen? <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking anti-Semitism hard. <laughs> Like, get that semen out of me. Same. Get that semen out of me. <laughs> it's rape. <laughs> Semitism. There you go. Preach anti-Semitism, anti-government, and anti-tax. Well, okay. you know, can't really fault the anti-tax thing. I mean, even the government. I'm like, are, are we doing the best that we could be right now, guys? But it was the 80s. Was it as bad as it is now? Because I no, feel like it got significantly not. worse, but I also can't tell if I'm just now paying attention because I'm old enough to care. I think it's that. Yeah. I don't know that for a fact, but I feel like it's that. I feel like it's always been kind of fucked up. Like, what a fucking joke, right? It's all a fucking joke. It's We're not doing our best friends. No. You know what makes me mad, too, is that they're all taking my money. Oh, my God, every like single all one the of time. them. I yeah. think I might have been a part of this cult, except for the part where he doesn't like other people other than white people and, like, you know, Jews. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah, I don't like that. Okay, so they were like, fuck tax. Yeah. And Michael really took to this guy's preachings. Yeah. So He's James— like, great idea. Yeah, great idea. So James Wickstrom founded this, quote, Christian identity movement. That's what he called it. Where, CID. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> S, uh, M. C-I-M. Oh. <laughs> Identity. <laughs> Where my brain went. I like it. I followed directly. You were like, yeah. Yeah, great. No. Love the acronym, except for it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this Christian identity movement, they looked to Yahweh, which is the ancient Hebrew name for God, for direction. Wait, the yeah. ancient what? Ancient Hebrew name for God. But don't they not like... Uh, uh. Uh, Semitism? I see what you did there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, none of this is going to make sense. Okay. Uh, so. Uh, Strong foundations for like kind of a cult over here, huh? Kind of a cult. <laughs> kind of something that doesn't make any sense and you're kind of contradicting yourself. All right. Uh, so also some people followed a kosher diet. <laughs> so they were like, we don't like you guys because you had the idea first. All right. I don't even fucking know. We're going to claim it as our own now. I don't. Did they even. call it a kosher diet or were they just like, you just can't eat something that hasn't been blessed or whatever kosher know. is? Oh, God. Okay. So they ate a kosher diet. Some people did. Okay. So logic is not going to be present in any of these teachings, as you can tell. Okay, it right? makes sense. Yeah. Good. Glad we're on board. Unfortunately, on board. this guy had a following, and this James Wickstrom guy had a pretty decent following, and people would attend his little rallies and shit. And it was at one of these rallies. <laughs> his little rallies. <laughs> well, he's also like, yay, white people. I don't fucking know what he's yelling, but people were like, yeah. It's like crazy people <laughs> talking about how they're all supreme and shit. Here we are. This is going on. And it's at one of these rallies that Michael catches James's eye, and James is like, "Oh, you're gonna be like my protege, you know? Ooh, love it for a Wow. I don't know if he was like, "Yeah," and like preaching just as hard. I don't know how it got there, or if they had like a side conversation over coffee, and he was like, "Wow, I really like where your brain's at, Michael. You're so smart." So James is like, "I'm gonna teach you all my tricks, Michael." And so he was like, "The way that we communicate with Yahweh is that we do this arm test." And I literally copy and pasted what the arm test is from this blog that I got most of my information from called the Scare Chamber. Ooh. So I'm not plagiarizing. I'm Well, I kind of am because I'm literally going to read it word for word because I, in my high state of mind when I was writing this, I was like, I don't fucking get it. Okay. And you're like, I cannot summarize this. I can kind of get it. But yeah, I can't summarize it. So I'm just going to give you a verbatim. Okay. So this arm test is where a member mm-hmm. would extend his or her arm out at a 90 degree angle. I'm assuming away from your body, mm-hmm. not like in front. I don't know mm-hmm. if it really matters, but okay. 90, because that's 90. I guess it's a 90 degree. Anyway. Okay. So 90 degree angle. Um, And then Michael would then place his left hand on the member's right shoulder. Okay. Left hand on the member's right shoulder and his right hand, so Michael's right hand, would go on the member's right wrist. So it sounds kind of like you're putting your hand, like if your arm is out, the other person is putting their hand on, one hand on a shoulder and one hand on a wrist. Okay. You would ask a question of Yahweh, like, Do I like peanut butter? I don't fucking know. And then Michael would apply pressure to the member's arm. And if the answer was no, then the arm would drop. And if the answer was yes, the arm would stay up. Okay. But the problem with this is, like, depending on how much pressure you applied and if you were, like, supporting the shoulder or whatever, the hand wouldn't drop. Like, you could control what the answer is going to be. But I still don't quite understand how or why or how this works. 
Like, I want to see somebody doing the arm test. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think it's a, a bunch of hullabaloo. Oh, it 100% is. Like, this is what James is like, hey, Michael, I have this really cool way of talking to God, a.k.a. Yahweh. But I'm going to do it through your body because you are a vessel. Yeah, I'm going to do it through your body. I'm going to use your arms. And only I can administer this test to you mm-hmm. because I'm the one connected to Yahweh. And then James passed this on to Michael. And Michael is now like, oh, my God, I can speak to Yahweh and, like, get answers for people by using their arms by doing this test. A.K.A. I just manipulate you to do what I want you to do so I get the answer that I think it should be. Yeah. James and Michael both claimed that this is how they would speak to Yahweh. And followers really believed that they had a direct connection to God. And so they trusted the answers. Yeah. It's kind of like that, like, you know, fucking snake ministry shit, you mm-hmm. know, where everybody's just like, wow, the power of Christ did compel me. But really, it's just based off of, like, whatever the fuck the person's doing. Yeah, for sure. Okay. But everybody really believed it. So they were very idolized. Now, Michael would eventually break away from James's cult <laughs> and create his own. Oh. And, <laughs> yeah. And you know what I could do? I could do this better. I could do this on my own. And it was at James's rallies that he found his followers, that Michael found his followers. Mm. So he stole from James's rally. But I don't think Coaching. James really noticed. Because, like, we're talking, like, 25 people where James had, like, a ton of people. All right. One of the men that Michael met was a man by the name of Rick Stice. Okay. Just so you know, there's going to be a lot of names, so... If I need to recap them, let me know. Okay. Okay, so Rick had a wife by the name of Sandra who was really sick with Hodgkin's disease. Ooh, that sucks. I know. And so the couple turned to these, like, quote, Bible studies slash rallies slash sermons slash whatever you want to fucking call them in desperation to heal Sandra. Oh, God. I know. And Michael's like, I got this. I can fucking heal Sandra. So Rick started to break away from James's teachings and started to follow Michael mm-hmm. and eventually joined his little group that he had going on there. Okay. Other members joined Michael's little breakout group at the same time. And there were two men who were Mennonite, but they left. They had backstories. I didn't write them all down, but some of them are like basically like their parents couldn't care for them, whatever. They ran away from home. They were in need. So the two men were John Andreas and James Thim. Okay. And then... John and James and Ricky and Michael. <laughs> there's a lot going and on. Sandra. And there's two Jameses now, right? Because <laughs> you have James Wickstrom and James Thim. Oh, yeah. I'm assuming James Wickstrom is out now. He's though. out now. Okay. Now we're on James Thim, who is a Mennonite who kind of came over to Michael's cult looking for direction and help. Okay. Got it. Okay. So there's one more guy here, a man by the name of Jim Haverkamp. Haverkamp? Sure. Yeah, something like that. Jimbo. Yeah, Jim. Okay, so every Saturday, all these guys would get together, and they would hold a little Bible study. Okay. And all of these people following Michael are, like, literally super down on their luck and on their last resort, whatever. So he is manipulating them. Mm-hmm. In April of 1983, Sandra Steich, Rick's wife, ended up dying, and her mm-hmm. husband Rick was left to raise three children on his own. Oh, fuck. That sucks. Yeah. So Michael's Yahweh work didn't didn't help her. Didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Shocking. Yeah, I know, right? Now, I... Rick and his wife Sandra had owned an 80-acre pig farm in Rulo, Nebraska. Jesus. And as we all know, if you're going to start a cult, you're going to need some pigs. You're going to need some land. Like That's if you want to start a little cult commune, <laughs> you're going to need some pigs. I was thinking pigs eat everything. If you were to kill a person, oh, they'll eat the body. Oh, yeah. They'll eat bones. It was more, oh, shit. Okay. Just saying. Bones. It was more about the land. All right. Oh, at first. Yeah. So Rick was like, hey, Michael, why don't all of our followers come live on my land? I'm sure Michael was like, I have an idea. Why yeah. don't we come live on your land? And Rick was like, that's okay. But either which way, Rick lets them all come live there. Cool. And they create a full self-sustaining commune where they stockpile food and they prepare for this apocalypse because they also believe in this also. They think that, like, the world's going to end. Satan's going to fucking try to kill everybody. But if you listen to Michael and Yahweh, then, like, you're going to be saved. All right. I mean, standard religion. Yeah. Logical. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. So on their little commune is where they were preparing for this apocalypse. And they were, like, gathering food. They also gathered a shit ton of guns and ammunition because evidently Satan can be taken out with a bullet. I don't think it's Satan you have to worry about. It's the other Hellions that didn't make it into heaven. Mm, that, that makes sense. That are going to come and try and steal your food. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. 
Michael was also telling them that, like, if they didn't obey him and if they disobeyed him, then Yahweh would be really mad and, like, wouldn't protect them from the end of the world. Mm. So, like, you better listen to Michael. Mm -hmm. And they all believed it. So in order to keep their commune afloat, none of them worked, right? So they would go steal stuff and they would either steal stuff that they needed and bring it back to the commune to use it. And I'm talking like machinery, Jesus. like big things. Yeah. Yeah. Or they would steal things and turn around and sell it and then use the money to buy what they need. Okay. So, you know, running an honest religion here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of like little crackheads. Exactly. Skittering little crackheads, around. but they're not doing crack. Yeah. Yeah. They're, They're just, just doing the crackhead behaviors. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. We steal all the copper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, fuck, man. Don't leave the copper out. <laughs> Crackheads will get it. So the cult continues to grow, and Michael starts to take an interest in a follower of his, mm-hmm. which is a woman by the name of Cheryl Haverkamp, which Cheryl? is Jim's sister. Okay. Not James. Jim's. Jim's sister. Okay. There's James Thim, who is yeah. a Mennonite, and then... Jim. We don't know much about him other than he's a follower. And he has a sister here now. All right. So Cheryl was actually married with children. Uh Uh-oh. But Michael claimed that Yahweh told him that Cheryl had to leave her husband and move her family onto this commune to please Yahweh. And she she was like, no. No, she totally did it. But here's the kicker. She didn't tell her husband. And I'm guessing her husband didn't realize that she was into this religion or something. So one day he just woke up and his whole fucking family was missing. What? With no clues, nothing. He literally hired a private investigator. He would, like, post posters all over the place, like, looking for his missing family for years. What? Yeah. And she was, like, living on this land with another guy who claimed— What a (laughs) Oh, my God. Honestly, like, I hate—you know how they say, like, don't blame victims? I understand that she's a victim, but, like, you could have left a note. Oh, no. I feel like, honestly, some of these victims—I'm probably going to get so much hate for this, but for what I'm about to tell you, the fact that nobody did anything, it's just like, holy shit. I feel like I've heard this one before. It sounds like it's a big one. (laughs) Yeah. Because I stumbled on it, and I was like, "Mm, I'm going to do this. Have we done it before? It was really easy. No, I did a cult. Very similarly. It's not the one where the lady gets, like, her ovaries ripped out? No. Okay, good. Yeah. That's good. Is that the one you were thinking of? I don't know. Okay. I anyway. mean, cults all kind of blend together. I know, right? And it's always some dude yeah. who claims to talk to God. Exactly. Like That's all. The, that's a foundation of a cult. How could I tell them apart, you know? Yeah, honestly. No, no, no. <laughs> I had a, not a white guy? <laughs> I had not heard this one. So, if you have, right. my right. deepest, sincerest apologies, but it's fucked up. Okay, so Cheryl now has run away Living on the commune, her husband hires a detective trying to find them. Okay. So Michael also married. Also? Yeah. Oh, his religion requires. Multiple wives. Allows. Yep. He also married Maxine Haverkamp, which is Cheryl and Jim's mom. Ew. Like the whole fucking family. Michael. I know. Okay. Poor Jim. Right? He's like, dude. Either that or he's like, wow, my family is so blessed. Like, Yahweh really loves them. Yeah. You know how, like, a guy doesn't want his friend to bone his sister, though? I know. I know. I don't, I don't, yeah. It's terrible. Okay, so so now he's got, like, three wives at this point, right? Okay. And Wait, three? He's got, he's got his original wife. Oh, 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 She's oh, along oh, oh. for the ride, too. Okay. He's got Cheryl. Yep. And, and then, then now her mom, okay. Maxine. Wow, okay. That's a lot of people to manage. So at this point, there's 25 people living on the commune, and they they live in three separate trailers. And I want to say, and literally like trailers. Like, I don't know if it's a single wide or a double wide, but literally just trailers on the land. Three, thir- three Between- trailers with 25 people. They oh. better be fucking double wides. Oh, my God. They better be double wides. But also it was like he got a trailer, so Michael got a trailer, and then I want to say Rick got one, too, because he owned the land. Yeah, so oh, good for him. Yeah, so he gets a trailer to himself, and then everybody else just lived in that third one and just, like, split up the living conditions. There's a lot of fucking people, right? You can't spring for another fucking trailer. Go steal another trailer. Fucking build camp. You're around all day long. Yeah, you got nothing else to do. Cut oh, down a tree. Go steal another trailer. <laughs> like, what are you doing there, sir? Yeah. Go mm. buy another trailer. Yeah, I don't know. Cut out some catalytic converters. Yeah. <laughs> Harvest some copper. <laughs> Well, harvest is ready. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. They would live their lives based off of what Yahweh told Michael using the arm test. 
literally everything they did was dictated by this fucking arm test. So, like, if they were like, should we have spaghetti tonight? Oh, arm test. Yes or no. From Michael. Like, Michael would administer the arm test. Okay. Everything they did. Should Michael get another wife? Yep. Yep, there it is. So, um, eventually, the cult ends up buying the farm from Rick. Because he couldn't pay for it. He was no longer farming pigs or some shit, and he didn't have any more money. So the cult ended up buying it with their stolen-ass money. And immediately, Michael turns on Rick (gasps) and starts to say that Yahweh says that Rick is, quote, having bad thoughts. Uh Uh-oh. Now, Rick's not saying anything. He's doing the same shit he's always been doing. But Michael's like, "Mm, I don't really need you anymore. I bought the farm from you. So, like. Guano. Yeah. You're having bad thoughts. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. As punishment, Michael decided to take Rick's new wife because he ended up remarrying after Sandra died. Uh huh. So he took Rick's new wife and was like, "This one's mine." <gasps> and uh, Michael went on to take like five more wives, also. Okay. So Rick lost his wife to Michael because that's what Yahweh wants. Okay. At no point was Rick like, "I'm head out." Oh. You just wait. Okay. We're going there. (laughs) Okay. So Michael then announces that there's going to be some major changes. Mm. And if anybody wanted to leave the religion, commune, cult thing, that they had to do it now Mm -hmm. because he said, do it now, but you're going to burn in hell for all eternity. Obviously. But if you stay, you're never allowed to leave. So, like, this is your moment to get out and you're going to die and it's going to be terrible. Or you can stay with me and follow Yahweh and we'll save you from all the terrible deaths, but you can never leave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So everybody stayed. Everybody mm-hmm. really believed him. And they were like, I don't want to burn in hell. I'm going to stay. James Thim, he was actually 20-something years old. And he's the guy, the Mennonite, right? Okay. He started to grow kind of suspicious of everything. Yeah. And he was like, I don't even know if there is a Yahweh. And also, I'm not 100% confident that Michael is talking to him. <laughs> yeah. I feel like this arm test... It's kind of a farce. Could be rigged. Like, Michael really likes spaghetti, and we keep eating spaghetti. <laughs> he told me one time it's his favorite. Yeah. And, like, come, come on. on. Come on. He always wants us to be nutritionally balanced. <laughs> I can't have this much carbs. <laughs> <laughs> the heartburn from the spaghetti sauce alone. Right. So he's starting to question it. Okay. And good. Rick also started to have his doubts. Mm. On account of his wife was taken. On account of everything was taken from him, basically. Yeah. So I guess somehow word got around to Michael that Rick and James were questioning his authority, and Michael did not like this. Yeah. For some reason, also around the same time, Michael started to claim that Rick's five-year-old son, Luke, also had doubts. So <gasps> five. He, he was mad at the five-year-old, too. Yeah, there were children that lived on this like commune. There's yeah. tons of children. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But, like, don't bring him into it. Oh, no. He 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 brings this kid into it. That's like, fucked up. fucking warning. He brings this kid into no. it. So Luke is five. He's never said anything out loud about Yahweh. Like, he grew up in this. He's like, yeah, Yeah. whatever, man. Like, we're doing our thing. He never said any of that. But Michael is like, oh, Yahweh told me that Luke is having bad thoughts. And this is Rick's son. No. So he's just targeting him because he's targeting Rick. I don't want to hear this. You don't want to hear this. No. So as punishment, Rick and James were demoted because they also had statuses in this place. I didn't fucking write it all down. But, like, people were like, you're a lieutenant and you're fucking, I don't know, next Commander, <laughs> you're fucking, you know, Buzz Lightyear. You got yeah. Buzz Lightyear status. Oh, no. Um, so they were demoted to slave status Oh, uh, within the group. And Luke, the five-year-old, was demoted to dog status. Why? This guy is a dick. I don't like that. That breaks my heart. All I can think about is my kid. He's five. I know. I don't like that. I know. So Rick and James were made to do tons of, like, hard work around the farm. And they fo- and he also, for some reason, forced the men to do exercise until they literally fell down from exhaustion. Like it was just tort, like they were just torturing him. Yeah, I think that's a, a tactic, though, to get people to be compliant. Yeah, that's exactly what he's doing. Like the military does it too. Mm-hmm. He would often threaten the men and tell them that if they didn't do what he said, that he would skin them alive or burn them alive or he would cut off their dicks. Like, it was literally just constant threats. We're getting a little violent here. Oh, shit's going to escalate. Okay. So these men would obviously obey him because they didn't want anything bad to happen to them. Also, they thought they were going to burn in hell if they didn't listen to Yahweh. Yeah. Warning child abuse. I don't like it. As for Luke, he was treated like a literal dog. He would only be referred to as dog or mongrel or dog shit. No. 
Michael would put his cigarettes out in Luke's mouth and make him eat meals off the floor like oh a dog. He would be I know. He would make him go outside in just his underwear and it would be snowing outside and they'd force him to roll around in the snow. This is where I'm mad at like all the other people. Yeah. Where I'm like, you saw a five year old being Or abused. Rick. Like, bro, fucking run away with your kid. Yeah. And Rick had, I think, three children. And this is only happening to Luke. This is so fucked up. It's so sad. Um at one point. At one point, Michael wrapped a whip around the child's neck and lifted him off the ground in front of the commune and told everybody that he was the seed of Satan. What the I know, fuck? I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. And everybody just watched. Every- just, what the fuck? Like, just choking Luke. A whip? Yeah, around his neck. Lifted him off the ground by it. Oh, my God. Yeah, so this poor child was tortured and no adult stepped in, not even his own father. As for James and Rick, they were forced to have anal sex with each other in front of the commune. And at one point, Michael forced Rick to perform oral on his son, Luke, (gasps) and made Luke do the same to him. What the fuck? What the fuck? I know. I don't even know. Like, I don't. We Let's just not. Let's carry on. Uh So then on March 25th, 1985, Michael took it a little too far as if this wasn't far enough. And he got super angry with Luke. Mm -mm. And he picked him up and slammed his head against a cabinet three times. It eventually knocked him out, and he died later of his injuries. He forced Rick and James to bury the boy in an unmarked grave on the property. This is a five-year-old. Oh, my God. Yeah. Shortly after this, Michael forced Rick to have sex with a goat on the farm. On three different occasions. I'd, I'd rather burn in hell than Honestly. torture my kid and then bury my kid. It, like, yeah. What? The mental fucking torture of this all. And then now the physical. Like, I don't understand how you rape a goat. I don't want to know the logistics. Like, you tuck their back feet into your boots. <laughs> Stop it right now. Or so I've heard. Why do you know that? Um, I don't. No, because I read an article on Reddit about people who gang raped a goat. The goat died. But yeah. There were like 12 people that gang raped a goat. Are they just raping it in the butthole? I'm yeah. assuming. Or if it's a female goat, I guess. How the fuck? How would you? Ugh. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, gross. So three times on and. different occasions. Um, At one point, Michael leaves the commune to go on a honeymoon with his five wives, obviously. Mm -hmm. And Rick is like, hey, guys, guess what? This is my opportunity to get the fuck out of here. Good. So he does. Good. Mm -hmm. But when he does this, just so you know, he leaves behind his two other kids. What the fuck? No. Yeah. He's just like, bye. What? Yeah. You think they're not going to get punished for your fucking discretions or whatever? I like to hope in my little, you know, happy mind of mine that, like, he was going to run away and get help and come get them before something m- happened. Michael came back. Uh, I don't know if it's true, but that's what I was hoping. Okay. It wasn't long before Rick actually came back to the farm because he was afraid that he was going to burn in hell because he was going against Yahweh. So, like, he ran away and then he came back and he was like, my boo. Sorry about it back there. I don't want to burn in hell. Like, total brainwashing. Total brainwashing. That sucks. Isn't that scary? That's so scary. So, when Rick came back, I don't know how long he was gone for, but when Michael found out that Rick was gone, obviously he got really mad. And, like I said, Rick and James were kind of lumped together in Michael's head. And so, James was actually tied to a front porch, like, chained to the front porch so he couldn't run away like Rick did. So, James was kind of punished for Rick running away. And when Rick came back, Michael was like, well, you're going to be chained to the porch also. And they were chained to the porch 24-7 all of the time. Like, it's not like, oh, and then you come in to go to sleep. You slept out there, too. What the fuck, man? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So after a while, uh, Rick was eventually unchained, and he was allowed to go to town. Now, he went to town to cash a Social Security check, so I'm guessing the commune needed money, and he had to be the one to do it. Yeah. I don't know why nobody went with him, but he took that opportunity to run away again because he was like, I'm not going to fucking go get chained up to a porch. Yeah, he's like, you know what else sucked? When I came back, it still sucked. Yeah, it was still really bad. But he ran away and went into hiding. Again, did not get his children or anything. Not to be a dick, but like... You didn't even want to send the cops to like... 
hey, also, my son is buried on that fucking land. I know. Anonymously and then run away into hiding. The only thing I can think of is, like, the mental damage, you know? Like, he's just literally terrified for his life. And he thinks that's the only way he can survive is just to go into hiding. I get that self-preservation, but as I know. a mother. I know. I Leave have... it to a fucking dad, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I have that self-preservation, but, like, it extends to my kids. Yeah. You know? They are, like, a part of me. Yeah. Like, I won't save you, Mm -hmm. but, like, I would save me and my kids. You know? Like, I'm not a helper. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll help my kids because they're so innocent. Or, like, your kids even. They're so fucking innocent. I'm really offended right now. I mean, you should be. Wait. Okay. I'm I'm Jim. James. I'm James. You're James. And I'm chained. Yeah. And you come back and you get chained with me. Uh Uh-huh. And then you escape. Uh-huh. I yeah. would anonymously call the police and be like, there's some fuckery afoot. Girl, I'd call the police and also I'd be at the fucking timber line of that place and I'd be throwing rocks at you on the porch and I'd be like, psst. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I, would tr- I would be psst. afraid. I would be afraid to do that. <laughs> but here's my reasoning for calling the police and not coming back yourself, like doing it anonymously, is mm-hmm. that he would probably also be culpable or whatever for a lot of these. Oh, yeah, Like yeah, for yeah, his yeah. son's yeah, death, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Oh, like yeah. his son still died. Maybe that's why he didn't do it, which is even more fucked up. Yeah, but then you can call anonymously or whatever and be like, I see some shit going on over there. Something's not good. They had a kid, and now they don't have a kid. Maybe just go do a welfare check. Looks like there's some fresh dirt. Yeah, look around this around. tree or something. Mm-hmm. Like, And then they'll show up and see a guy chained to a fucking fence. And they'll be like, I have a concern here. Or it's chained to a porch, porch. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I agree. But like... You can't just be like, ooh, glad that's over. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's pretty fucking terrible. Okay, so he goes into hiding. Michael realizes that Rick ran away, and he's fucking furious again. And he takes his anger out on James. Yeah. So James, like I said, was left chained to the porch for 24-7. Poor James. Man, he was just like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I like this. He was just like, I'm just fucking here. I'm just hanging out. Yeah. Everything's fine. I'd just like to... Obey Yahweh. Ugh. So he's chained to the porch. He was only fed small birds that the, like, commune had shot and caught or okay. whatever. I'm so. assuming that's, like, what they ate on average. Mm, maybe. maybe. But, like, he only got the small ones? I don't fucking know. He got the ones with, like, you had to chew up the pellets and yeah. spit them out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spit the shot. <laughs> yeah. James obviously got, like, really sick and lost a ton of weight from being exposed to the fucking elements yeah. and not properly cared for. Was he naked, did you uh, say? I, I don't think so. Not at this time. Okay. But he was forced to have sex with the goat in front of everyone also. This poor fucking goat. I can't imagine there's got to be more than one goat. Why doesn't the goat run away? <laughs> so everybody needs to leave. Go get help, goat. Yeah. It's like, bad. There's some shit back there. <laughs> Pretty sure a goat says, meh. Instead of bad. Yeah. That's a sheep. Sorry. My bad. Nobody could understand. When I yeah, said, they were like, is that a sheep? Um, <laughs> ma'am, get your story straight. I thought they were raping goats, not sheep. <laughs> you know what? The boot thing might be for sheep. I don't know. Hmm. I could have those two animals just mixed up. Yeah. Hmm. There's a goat by my house now. I hear him every morning. What sound does he make? <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought he went, bang. No, that's a sheep. Sheep go bah. <laughs> What do, what do goats do? Ma. <laughs> There's no fucking difference. They start with an M. <laughs> so he was forced to have sex with a goat in front of everyone. And then on April 17th, 1985, the commune caught a wild turkey. Oh. And they cooked that shit up. They were like, tonight we feast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the turkey turned out dry. <laughs> <laughs> It's like every Thanksgiving nightmare. The turkey is fucking dry. God damn it, Michael. So Who cooked the turkey? I don't really know. I bet it was Michael. I bet it was fucking Michael because he gets mad. He gets mad. It's always the person who cooked it that gets the most mad. Yeah. Everyone else is like, it's fine. Just use gravy. Yeah. Everybody else is like, I mean, it's a little dry because nobody else wants to be like, I mean, I chucked an entire glass of water to get the ball of meat (laughs) down my throat. But yeah. Thanks thanks for for fucking cooking it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Michael was really pissed that the turkey was dry, and he accused James of somehow poisoning the turkey. Like sucking all its fluids out? (laughs) 
No, it said like poisoning the turkey with like household fucking cleaner, but he was tied to a porch. Like, when, first of all, you have to catch the wild turkey, poison it, and then like hope that it's going to stumble along their path to shoot it. Yeah, let it out and be yeah. like, don't go too far, turkey. Yeah. <laughs> hope you're dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, there's a turkey out here. Come get it quick. I poisoned it. So Michael was like, James for sure poisoned it. So as his punishment, James was forced to eat the turkey. This dry ass turkey. <laughs> He was like, and no water. (laughs) Or Or gravy. gravy. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, so he's forced to eat this turkey, which James was probably pumped for. Because all he's had is small little fucking finches. I don't know. Yeah, he's like, this one doesn't even have fucking shot in it. Yeah. He's like, hell yeah, I don't give a fuck about how dry it is. Yeah. So James eats the turkey, and he doesn't get sick because it wasn't poisoned. And then Michael gets more mad because he's like, god damn it, that was a good turkey. (laughs) Just fucking gave it to my slave. So... Um, his punishment was to have sex with a goat again. Mm-hmm. Also, question, I'm not a guy, so I'm not 100% sure how boners work. But, like, if you're not turned on, if you're, like, grossed out by the goat, it's could like, you get a boner? Is it, like, you can't help it but get a boner if, like, the wind's touching it and you're like, I really don't feel sexy right now? How was James, like, 20s? I mean, maybe he got random boners still. Yeah, he was, like, 26. I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Your I don't body know how goat does raping goes without your permission. I understand that. And I understand that. Yeah, I guess so, right? Because, like, you can rape a dude. Exactly. It's just we don't talk about it, so I don't really know how it works. Like, a dude can be raped because. So then his, he can have a boner and yeah. not want to have sex. But. Uh huh. That's generally with, like, some kind of stimulation, you know? Mm hmm. So, like, yeah. is a goat stimulating him? Oh, my God. I don't know. I don't know the details. Maybe they did. Maybe Michael did. (laughs) I don't know the details. But anyway, another goat raping happened. There's a lot of goat raping happening here. That's part of goat. I don't know what I hope. I was going to say, I hope it was multiple goats. But even that, that's even more sad. I don't know. Do I want it to be one goat or more goats? I just hope the goat makes it out. I don't know the details on the goat, for the record. Because I don't even know if it was the same goat. Then he does. Okay. Hopefully he gets help for the other goats. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that goat wasn't a shithead. Oh, my God. All right. so Not calling Rick a shithead. I'm just saying. Yeah. He should have gotten help. <laughs> yeah. For everyone else. Okay. So after the goat rape, goat sex, he James was taken to one of the pig barns, and he was chained there for the night mm-hmm. instead of on the porch. And this is after he it's ate the turkey. warmer. Oh, maybe. Yeah. So all night long, all of the men of the commune were forced by Michael to take turns beating up James because Michael was like, this is what Yahweh wants. Mm-hmm. Um, the next morning, Michael announced that Yahweh would be pleased if James lived for another four to five days of being tortured. So the men gathered back in the barn and they forced James to bend over a pig crate and they each took turns sodomizing him with the handle of a shovel. Ugh. Uh, this is about to get descriptive. They forced the shovel handle five to six no. inches into him. And when he started to squirm, Michael tied him to the crate with bailing wire. The fuck? So he couldn't move. And then said that Yahweh wasn't happy with that and that he would be happy if the handle was inserted 10 to 8 inches. No. Um, that is impaling a person. So they measured the handle and they marked it off at nine inches. And then they started probing him and they all took turns doing it. So uh-huh. it was done multiple times. James was obviously screaming and Michael taped his mouth shut and kicked him in the head a bunch to be like, stop screaming. Then. Why don't you stop? Fucking, yeah, shoving shit up his ass. Yeah, that'd be great. So then Michael said that Yahweh wasn't pleased and that he wanted the shovel handle to be inserted nope. two feet in, ah! which is 24 inches. So. What the fuck? They no! shoved it in 24 inches and they <gasps> tore James's rectal wall. Oh, they tore everything. They tore this everything. This is like two feet. <laughs> Don't tell me that. That's like touching your lungs. It's, it's going to fucking impale. It's impaling him. Mm-hmm. He will die. Oh, yeah. He's not going to live. I thought he wanted him to live four days. Oh, yeah. Maybe. We'll see how long he lives, but he's definitely not going to live this. Um, Michael decided that the length was no longer important, and now they needed to go wider. Ah, uh. 
I don't like this. So he picked up a pickaxe, and the handle was three inches wide, and he <sighs> dipped it in grease and inserted it about three inches deep. Jesus Christ, Stacy! I know. I'm so sorry. It's all in my head. I'm sweating. (laughs) I'm uncomfortable. Me too. That's why I'm laughing. Sorry, guys. I told you. I warned you. I warned you it's a doozy. So um, (laughs) this is beyond a doozy. It's always these cult ones. Whenever you're doing a cult, you know it's going to be Yeah, why fucking... is it fucking violently obscene, gross sex stuff? I don't know. That's what cults are about, evidently. I don't like it. I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. I'm mad. Okay, so the men left James to lay on the barn floor suffering from his impalement, and they went off to go do their morning chores. But he's still alive, but he's, like, writhing in pain on the ground. Yeah, you know? he's fucking—his insides are, are bleeding. Are punctured. Blech. All of them are punctured. <laughs> They eventually return, and Michael claims that James is still not done with his punishment. I don't like this. So they tie him up by his hands, and they, like, tie him on an overhead auger, which I don't know what that looks like because I live in California. But they hung him by his wrist. So he's not touching the ground. He's hanging up by his wrist. That's not good. And then the men took turns with a bullwhip hitting him and lashing James on the back. And they did it several times. Uh, With each whip, James would call out for mercy to Yahweh and would apologize for all of his wrongdoing. So he was, like, begging Yahweh for mercy. Like, please, is this enough? Can I please be forgiven? Oh, my God. Like, he's still buying into this whole, like, this is what Yahweh wants. Or he's saying what they want him to say. Yeah, that could be the case, too. He was then untied, and he was given a sleeping bag and tied up in the barn and left there overnight. The next morning, the men came out to the barn again, and they continued to lash him with that whip on his back and his chest. So he's, like, covered, and they're hitting him hard enough to break skin. Yeah. James was so tortured at this point that he really didn't even make a sound. He didn't need to be tied up. He wasn't running away. He was just kind of moaning. Oh, my God. So Michael decided to take James's left hand, and they tied his palm to a block of wood. Or, like, they tied his hand to a block of wood, palm up. And he took a pistol and shot the fingertip off of one of his fingers. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. And then the other men at this point, they were like no longer wanted to do any of this shit. They were like starting to cry. They're like, this is too much. This is going too far. Which you think that would have happened a while ago? Yeah. At like, I don't know, the eight inch mark. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But Michael forced each man to take turns shooting off James's fingers until he had none left on that hand. The men then left James in the barn, and they went and had lunch. I'm, I hope he bleeds out or something. Oh, my God. Like, he's got to be. I hope he's just not feeling anything because he's so fucking out of it because this is so bad. This is horrible. So after lunch, Michael announced that Yahweh wanted James dead. So they went back into the barn, and they said their goodbyes to James. And James was, like, oh, alert enough that all he could say was that he was sorry. Like, he was apologizing for fucking nothing. And Michael then kicked James in the arm, breaking it instantly. Oh, what the fuck? He then pulled out a razor blade and made an incision on James's leg. And he pulled out pliers and started to peel the skin off of his leg and show it to James. Like, he was skinning him alive. Why? Why? Why are you telling me this? I don't know. I would like to excuse myself from Mm. this podcast. This is not what I signed up for. I know. So Michael then instructed his son, Dennis, to who was like 16 or something like that in his teens, uh, to break James's leg. So Dennis took a two-by-four and hit him in the leg until it broke. Jesus fucking Christ. But Michael was like, hey, Dennis, there's actually an easier way to break somebody's leg. And so let me show you with the other leg. So he took James's other leg, put a block of wood underneath it, took the two-by-four and whacked it really hard, and it broke the leg. <sighs> Michael then proceeded to stomp and jump on James's chest, breaking his ribs and eventually crushing him to death. So that's I'm so how James died. so fucking uncomfortable. That is like the worst fucking way to die. This is the worst series of events. To date that we have spoken of. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So James is dead now. The I men- mean, honestly, thank fucking God. I this know. This poor guy. This poor I guy. Oh. This guy, too, from, like, what I recall, had it rough from the beginning, you know? Like, he just was born into unfortunate circumstances, and it just progressed. That fucking sucks. The men were then instructed by Michael to go dig a grave and bury him. 
But before they covered him with dirt, Michael told them that they had to shoot him in the head for some reason. So they did that, even though he was already dead. Uh, The commune carries on for a few more months until June 15th, when two men from the commune were actually caught stealing farm machinery. Uh Uh-oh. So they were arrested. And the moment they were arrested, they immediately began to spill the beans on everything. Like, what the fuck is going on back at the farm? Okay. So the FBI get involved, along with the local police and some other fucking people, and they raid the farm. And it took them two days, but they end up finding Luke's body and James's body buried on the property. Mm-hmm. All members of the group were arrested. Michael and his son Dennis and Jim Haverkamp, mm-hmm. they were all charged with first-degree murder. Okay. The authorities ended up seizing 150,000 rounds of ammo and $250,000 worth of stolen property from the commune. Jim immediately pled guilty to the lesser charge of second-degree murder. Mm-hmm. Now, he was one of the men beating up on James. Yeah. Uh, I didn't name them all off because this is too confusing with all the people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of shit going on. There's a lot of people in this cult. Exactly. The other men who partook in the torture, they also pleaded guilty to assault charges. Okay. Maybe it was that it was Jim, Dennis, and Michael there when James was killed. Like the other men assaulted him, but those three were there. I'm just speculating here. Okay. Either way. It took 18 days at trial, and both Michael and Dennis were found guilty of first-degree murder. Now, Dennis is his teenage son. Yeah. Michael was sentenced to death on October of 1986, and Dennis was given life. Mm -hmm. Dennis was eventually released in 1997 after only serving 12 years. All of the other men were also eventually released except for Michael. Michael died in prison at the age of 66 on May 24th, 2015, and he died from cancer. Hmm. And up until the day that he died, he always maintained that he talked to Yahweh and that everything he did was in service to Yahweh. Okay. Everybody else got let free. I'm guessing it was because they were under his... He was the mastermind. Yeah, yeah. And they were, like, under his fucking... His spell. Yeah. I'm not really mad that Dennis got out. He was a teenager. He was a teenager. Yeah. Like, and it's his father that you're listening to and being told, like, he grew up in this cult thing or whatever. You're being told, like, you can't blame kids. I can't blame kids for that. I know. I agree. But I still, I always try to think of like, okay, James's family. I'd be so pissed. Or like Luke's family. Like I'd be so pissed if everybody responsible for that got out except for the cult leader. Yeah. I'd be pissed that the cult leader died of cancer in prison. Right? Like I wish somebody fucking raped him with a shovel. I'm kind of a petty asshole though. And yeah, yeah, I want like, you know, an eye for an eye, which I get is not right. But. Right. Anyway, that's my fucking horrific story. I warned you guys. I feel like Don't the warning be was inadequate. What? I said warning child abuse. I said. You said a lot of warnings. This is a doozy. And then I just read it really fast. It makes it better if I just read it fast, right? No, that's what I always do to you. But I just, I'm sorry. I don't like that. It makes me very uncomfortable. Listen, I was actually going to do a totally different case. And then this one was so out there that I was like, holy shit, I have to do it. And then there was a kid in it. And I was like, mm, too deep. I'm already too deep in the research. So I had to do it. I hate it. Thanks. I know. For I do nothing. Too. So if you guys want to check out pictures pertaining to this case, go to isgdpodcast.com eventually. Also, eventually. <laughs> or you can just go to our social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Our handle is at isgdpodcast.com. If you would like to email us, go to isgdpodcast at gmail.com, which reminds me, we're doing Operation Moonblood 3.0. So Operation Moonblood, if you're new here, this is what it's all about. We try to help out as many fucking people that we can around the holidays. So if you are somebody who is in need to make your holiday a little specialer or something, or if you know somebody in need, then email us at at isgdpodcast at gmail.com in the subject put operation moonblood 3.0 and then in the body let me know is it somebody that you know that needs help is it somebody that you like do you need help are you wanting to help somebody are you wanting to donate either gifts or money or something to somebody in need and we are going to do our best 
to mesh everybody together. And every year we always try to help as many people as we can. Yep. Sometimes it gets really hard. So like bear with me if it takes me forever to reply or if it's like kind of confusing. I don't know. But it's been really successful. Oh my God. It's so successful every time. But every, like last year, I remember thinking like, I don't know if I could do it this year because last year I was like, this is hard. I want I want to give everyone everything. Yeah. So yeah. it makes it super hard when I'm like, mm, it doesn't feel like enough. You yeah. Know? Well, so, we bear need givers and takers. Yeah. We need givers and takers. And bear that in mind. We only have what we're working with. We're not fucking rich. Oh, yeah, all yeah. that kind of stuff. So yeah, don't, don't like, expect the world. However, we, we are going to help as much best. as we can. Yeah. We literally use all the money from the Patreon for mm-hmm. this. Like, yep. we used Patreon money. Now we use it to help pay for, just so you guys are aware, uh, you yeah, patrons. you patrons. Yeah, yeah, just so you're aware. We use the money for one to pay for editing and for social media and stuff because we're trying to blow up and get big okay guys and we're trying to be able like we're trying to still be able to put out content while we're working and like being moms and playing sports and everything so having that extra income to pay for that is like a fucking game changer i don't even know if the podcast would still be afloat without it i don't think it would you guys literally saved the podcast (laughs) yeah that and then also we use it for crime like con. crime con yeah. and then uh, Operation Moonblood. So yeah. I re- we really don't pocket any of the money that no. you guys give us. We're not, you know, we have our full time jobs to pay for that. Honestly, that's not even my goal here. Like one, I just like hanging out with you and mm-hmm. and researching these stories and telling it and bringing it to all of that. I feel like everybody it is a goddamn fam. You know, it like, is a goddamn. Fam. Everybody is a. Like, you guys are all my best friends. I want to talk to you and hang out with you all the time. And sometimes I feel a little disconnected now, though, like with not doing social media. Oh, yeah. Do you ever? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, actually, I did kind of recently. I was like, oh, my God, I don't know what's going on. Like, who's around? And I was, like, poking around the Facebook, like, let me get back involved again. Well, the Facebook. The Facebook. But we love you guys so much, and we so appreciate you, and you're literally the fucking heroes here. And you're going to be the heroes for Operation Moonblood. So... That was the whole rant on Let's Make Operation Moonblood 3.0 the biggest ever. Hell yeah. You know? Hell yeah. If you're in a position to give, reach out to us. If you're in a position and you need help, reach out to us. We get it. Like, there's no shame in asking for help. The worst case scenario is we say, eh, can't help you. But I don't think we've turned anybody away yet. We haven't turned anyone away yet. I mean, something helps Anybody, bit. yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, Operation Moonblood. Let's make this a thing. Yes. Ah! And then, <laughs> ah! <laughs> you know, just to get everybody's attention. Yeah. Also, if you want to snail mail us, do so at P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. And Erin said that she's not doing holiday cards this year. So yeah. everybody make her feel bad about that. Yeah, everybody make me feel bad about that because it's already mid-November and there ain't no fucking way. I'm late every goddamn year. There's Maybe we no just make way. a New Year's. Oh, that's the same time. That's like five days later. I know, but it sounded so much It did like sound me. really good. I was like, oh, maybe. <laughs> this bitch. <laughs> anyway, okay, even if we don't send you holiday cards, will you guys send us your holiday cards? Because I love them. Yeah, please send us holiday cards. because They're they all go over our, our cork board. Yeah, yeah, they go up on our board, and we love them. And we haven't gotten them. a card in a while. No, we haven't. What's I got to make sure guys? that the uh, P.O. box is, like, still doing stuff. I, every time I go, it's empty, and I don't know. Makes me nervous. Did you pay for it? Yeah. <laughs> I guess the patrons also pay for the P.O. box. You do. Thanks. <laughs> okay, so that's all she wrote, guys. Bye. Bye.